Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good day, you guys. It is Monday. Welcome to the Naked Gal podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to listen to me just speak about life. And today we're going to try something different. Today I'm actually going to speak about something that I heard about um, a few days ago from a wonderful friend, Nishala. She had posted this on her story, um, which caught my attention and I reposted it. And today I took the chance to dig into the story a little deeper. Um, but I came across this and it really makes me feel outraged and I think it's because being a woman, a Pakistani woman, a Muslim woman, hearing stories of other women of color being treated this way because of either misconception or just misunderstanding or just lack of just given the opportunity to speak for themselves and lack of the opportunity to be human outrages me. In this story, uh, Madhya Pradesh, I hope I'm saying that right, um, girl tied to a tree beaten by kin for running away from her husband. That is the title of the story on um, Times of India. And I just want to reference this article that I came across um, just so you guys get a better idea of what's going on. According to reports, the girl was dragged by her hair and then tied to a tree and beaten brutally. Her only fault was that she had left her husband's house and had gone to her relative's place without informing her parents. The video of this incident has gone viral. She was 19, year old, 19 years old and was married three months ago, but she ran away from her husband's house and went to a relative's place. Her parents thought that this could affect their social standing. And when they, so when she returned, they grabbed her by the hair, dragged her, tied her to a tree, and then beat her mercilessly. They beat her. Her father and cousin brother are seen beating her in this video. The girl can be seen pleading for mercy, but no one came to her rescue. I assure you that the cousins and the brother did not enjoy the beating as much as the father did because of how deeply this cultural mindset and belief and just characteristic has been, it's so deeply embedded Right, because imagine the generation impact, the generational impact that the father's parents had on him. And I would hope that the brothers and the cousins 
realize what they were doing was not okay. And I hope that there's humanity in it, that that they chose to do this out of fear. And I'm not justifying anything. I'm just saying that the older generations of this culture, of, of, of any, of a lot of Muslim cultures and just these these certain countries that have this deeply rooted belief that women don't have any power, that they don't have any say, that they don't have a voice. What really made me outraged was this part of the article. The police took note of the incident when the video went viral on the social media and have now registered a case. So if the video hadn't gone viral, this incident probably would not have been registered as a case and would have just been looked over like the many other cases. Because guess what? While I was Googling this case, or this article in this subject matter, I came across another article um, by the New York Times of a daughter that was beheaded because she was going to dishonor the family by running off with her 29-year-old boyfriend when she was 14. Beheaded by her father and girls in some countries are married off at the age of 13 with the permission of their parents. I just, I think that's relevant. I think that, first of all, something like that is not a reason. Nothing like anything is a reason to behead anyone, anyone. The fact that this was done to a daughter for running away with an older boyfriend and the, later on in the article, um, they speak about how the father wasn't against the, the boy. He, was a, he just didn't like the family that the boy was from. So this was the, the daughter was beheaded because he didn't like the family that the boy she was running away with was from. And so instead of, and I'm sure somewhere in there, there's a possibility of the fear coming, the, the fear of being humiliated socially if this happened or by this happening. After this story came out, um, it prompted a Me Too movement on social media of women just pouring out their own stories of abuse at the hands of male relatives in hopes of shedding light on the problem um, that is usually kept quiet in this culture or in a lot of cultures. Um, they speak of this lady who, um, a mother of two, that said her husband had beaten their 17-year-old daughter when she when he spotted her with a male friend in the street. And then there was another um, PhD student in philosophy that tweeted her father had lashed her 
with a belt and kept her out of school for a week because she had walked home from class to buy ice cream instead of taking the school bus. Others shared stories of rape, physical and emotional abuse for running away from home in search of safety. So women, thousands of women are being physically, emotionally abused and raped because they want to run away from home in search of safety. I think about how women in America are able to be an expression of themselves and who they are and not, I mean, there, there's of course still the misogyny and there's still the suppression of certain cultures here as well, because of course that, that generational, I mean, that just the teaching that comes with each generation, that mindset, that knowledge or awareness that is then brought into the generations in the country. Um, I feel like it just, it has not evolved much at all. And I think that the people that are here in America, right, my people, I think we're still, like, we're still setting up our generations to come for failure, especially the women. Because I feel like the women are so suppressed in my culture that they don't know who they are in in a place and in a world that is around them where there's everything. Like there's so many different opportunities to go in so many different directions, but I feel like these women haven't been empowered to search within and around and explore and be curious to figure out who they are. So they have these deep desires of of purging, of just of getting things out of their system. I know girls that I went to high school with that were so, their, their parents were so strict on them growing up that when they graduated and when they got a chance to leave the house, they did it in a way that was not them. It wasn't them. And they did it just out of anger, out of rage. It's as if everything that was suppressed all these years was just waiting to pour out of them when they left home. And I feel like that leads women to just be more lost in who they are and develop insecurities because they do things that they regret or they do things that they lose, they then lose self-respect and self-love and self-worth and self-awareness in. And I think a lot of us have been there because we've done things or we've thought that we wanted certain things in life and from ourselves that then ended up being just completely wrong. You know, but there's certain extents to these. Of course, you're not always going to know. You're not really 
ever going to really know exactly what you want for sure. But I think that a lot of women and just kids now in general are not given the needed empowerment and tools that they need to go into this world to figure out who they are, to go out into this world brave and strong and courageous and free to just try things, to learn things, to see things, to meet people. And like, I was scrolling down my Facebook feed today and all I saw was babies, you know, and the people that were having babies were kids. They were basically kids because, because I promise you, there's, there's the pressure of getting married and having kids in my culture that has not gotten us anywhere but in a place of just repeating past generation like past generation like I don't even know what we're trying to carry here what are we trying to carry what is what is so great about getting married and having kids at a certain age and being a like being working a nine to five and just being this person that's doing what is supposedly supposed to be right and checking all the boxes what is so special in that shouldn't the person shouldn't the individual themselves be have the freedom to decide who they are shouldn't the individual themselves have be empowered with the courage and awareness to explore who they are as a person in this world that's so expansive in a being that's capable of so much more than what we set it up to achieve. We're setting up our daughters to achieve a husband and a job, not even a job in a lot of countries in the Middle East, but a baby and abuse, to, to tolerate abuse all kinds of abuse on them and their children for reasons of social stature, for reasons of ego, for reasons of so-called disrespect. I think that the people from my culture that have an awareness of this issue, of these issues, because there's not just one, of course, I think it's our duty if we're in a place where we're given the freedom to speak and advocate for things that we're passionate about, things that we have an awareness for, because in order to speak for it, you have to have awareness for it or else you're never going to see it for what it is, right? So I think that if you have been awakened to the idea of there being a world where our culture can have the freedom, men and women, to choose the life that they want for themselves and to let, to empower their children to choose the life that they want for themselves. If you think that that's a possibility, it is your duty to stand. It is your duty to speak, to use your voice, to advocate for what you believe is possible. 
because it takes people more than one to make a change, but it starts with one. To wrap it up, um, I know that this episode was kind of all over the place. I really, this is my first time diving into an article or story that I'm actually passionate about and that's opening my eyes to what's really going on in this world. And I feel like I've always had this desire to advocate for women's rights and just my culture, like the rights of my culture, because I feel like men and women are being trapped to live a life that they don't want. I don't think men want to get married so young and have kids and be the man of the house and just have a wife that just isn't even like that they don't even love each other that there's no that there's no depth to the relationship or they just haven't they don't really fully know who they are like I don't think that men or women in my culture want these things but I think that they're pressured and I think that they're hold to a certain stature in society and in their in their own society also their family right and i think that we're just afraid to say no we're afraid to go left when everyone's going right and so we get stuck living a life that we don't even want yesterday was nelson mandela day and um i'd like to read this quote from the end of his speech, one of his most famous speeches, actually. During my lifetime, I have dedicated myself to this struggle, to the struggle of the African people. I have fought against white domination, and I have fought against black domination. I have cherished the idea of a democratic and free society in which all persons live together in harmony and with equal opportunities. It is an ideal which I hope to live for and to achieve. But if it needs be, but if needs be, it is an ideal for which I am prepared to die. Lastly, I leave you with this Nelson Mandela quote. No one is born hating another person because of the color of his skin or his background or his religion. People must learn to hate. And if they can learn to hate, they can be taught to love. For love comes more naturally to the human heart than its opposite. See you tomorrow.